0: Well, welcome back to another episode of Harvesting the Gospel podcast. This uh, I'm uh, glad we we're able to make it today. So <laughs> um, I've been Jay knows I've so we had D now this past weekend and me and other leaders we had the <laughs> high school boys and I'm very exhausted. So please, please deal with me on this episode. But um, we're going to kind of get into you know, obviously, we kind of try to start off with the hunting aspect and then moving, you know, how we relate it to the gospel. And um, we're, we're kind of going to go ahead and do the, I think we're going to talk about weapon of choice. Um, you know, obviously, you know, as an outdoorsman, you know, what you what you prefer. What, you know, obviously, it depends on what you're hunting. But, yep. <laughs> um, I mean, it just really depends. But also, too, you know, what's your spiritual weapon? What do you use to better yourself? You know, not only as a hunter but as a christian what do you um what's the kind of assets that god has given you we could you know i mean this this episode go can it. go different ways because i mean you're talking about like you could use your spiritual gifts that god's blessed you with That's right. um things that obviously he's taught you through the word um so i kind of want to just ask you jay is um if you had a go-to if you like obviously you're you know i know you say you're you're your shoulder and everything, um, pretty pretty hurtin'. But if you had the choice to go and shoot a Boone Crockett <laughs> deer, yeah, what would you use?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, in I've killed deer with about every not every weapon, but old flintlock muzzleloaders where you had to load the round bullet through the and uh, but yeah my the bow has always been my favorite compound bow. I've shot recurves, mm-hmm. I've shot at birds. I've not hit one yet. I've mm-hmm. shot at pheasant with recurve and and uh such as that and uh but yeah, for deer, for deer hunting, um if I had my druthers, mm-hmm. I'd i uh, I'd want to shoot them with a compound bow. Mm-hmm. But um you know, and I I can still shoot a bow. It just mm-hmm. at the time last time I shot a deer, like I said, Kellen's been killing all the deer and the grandbabies. Um but the last time I shot a deer, it was because of I just I got video of it. I was just a mess. I made it I had hunted in Missouri
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the Iowa line with a rifle for a week and My eye was a mess. My shoulder was a mess. Mm -hmm. I had a rifle, a crossbow, and a compound bow. But when I got to Kansas, it was just like – and I got a good friend, um, the one that I told you killed that Mm -hmm. 180-inch eight-point, and his dad, Clint and Tina, they always let us go hunt out there in Kansas with them. And uh, Clint was just like, man, just – just shoot the crossbow because yeah. you know when you go on people's land if they mm-hmm. don't want you shooting whatever then of course yeah. you're not going to these people don't care they were just like my eye was all messed up and because again if you you talked about it in kentucky and the midwest mm-hmm. is even worse the mm-hmm. wind's constantly blowing and mm-hmm. you wear contacts and my eyes Garry. are just kind of my weak spot they're my achilles heel my mm-hmm. eyes are but um but yeah bow bow is my weapon of choice um but like I said then I like this I like shooting with the black powder which these new muzzle loaders are pretty awesome I like that but to be honest with you um my goal is honestly to I like the biggest horns out there I'm mm-hmm. not under I don't deceive anybody I don't pretend mm-hmm. like I want to kill the most mature now that mm-hmm. might be the 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 management practice that I have to do, or somebody mm-hmm. wants me to do, kill the old stuff, you know, or kill some does, or whatever. But I yeah. want the biggest son of a gun out there. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're talking about deer, or when I do get to go elk hunting or red stag one day, maybe, mm-hmm. um, I want as much antlers as they can get. And if I have to, you know, use a different weapon, it, when I was a young man, I said, man, I don't, if he's big enough, I'll hit him with a truck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is that the sense of accomplishment, you know, and uh you know, if you get him within 30 yards, yeah. and then you have to draw a bow, all of it adds to difficulty, you know, the difficulty mm-hmm. rating, I guess you could say. But, but, yeah, you know, the, my bow is it mm-hmm. now that when it comes to hunting. Mm-hmm. And then, so, and then we'll talk about some of the scripture in our, mm-hmm. my, weapons for them but what about you i think you like you, all you do bow hunt now right? oh for gosh
0: dude yeah so it just depends really like i actually stalked hunt with my thirty thirty mm-hmm. this past year went and shot uh, i did not want to shoot that buck but and i'll probably tell that on a later podcast that story but I shot – I mean, it was fun. Like, I mean, I really love stalking. And, I mean, it's hard to stalk a whitetail, mm-hmm. especially in Georgia, with just a bow. So I just like my 30-30. And really, like, bow hunting, it's – you have to put – I hate to put it like this, but you have to put in a lot more work to do it. And then, like, by the mid-season – like I'm still driven. If I haven't killed my bucket, yet, I'm still driven to it. But like when it gets about December, man, I'm like I'm I'm picking a rifle up and yeah. just going to sit in the stand and then just enjoying the outdoors that way rather than just you know, like just looking at a feed, feeder because it's it's just <laughs> sometimes I kind of overwork myself when it comes to bow hunting and I don't really get to enjoy it sometimes. Um, but but yeah so yeah I mean I, if I had to choose a, a weapon it'd be it'd probably be a bow yeah but I mean really I mean really if like it's kind of like what you said I think a while back I mean if you it's it's all the same I mean some is more challenging than others <laughs> I think that's my thing is just because bow hunting's a little bit more challenging that's just what I do yeah um, but like I mean really really I, I talk to a lot of guys too that are kind of older and have kids. Man, and I, I mean you, you as well. I mean, y'all just like you just like taking your kids hunting. You don't even care about really killing anything anymore. You just like seeing, you yeah. know, your kids hunting out there in the outdoors, spending time with them, um, sharing them the outdoors. And I feel like that's I'd love to get to that point one day. I'm just all by and I'm oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure when my f- kids first come along, I'm going to want to take them on a, in a lock on, but I can't. So it will have to be, I'll have to be. You know, saving up for a bunch of blinds in the future, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my weapon of choice would be a compound bow. It's just you, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and um, it's a challenge, and that's pretty much what I like. So. And, you,
1: and you have to tailor it to your goals, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, are your goals to to remove some you know old mature does from the herd? Is mm-hmm. your goal to, I mean, because I told you last week I killed a pretty good buck mm-hmm. in, for, especially in Georgia, uh, at 11 yards with a 7 mag. Mm-hmm. I was toting a 7 mag, and it, I, your goal is to get as close yeah. as possible, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you get them within 50 100 yards with a scoped rifle, they pretty much toast, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, if you want to rattle them in, you know, you got a different. Power scopes or even open sights in some places, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it gets lost, especially in the, these days. I, you try to shoot a deer at six, 700 yards or even an elk at six, mm-hmm. 700 yards. Mm-hmm. That's way harder than, sure. than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I, I have never even tried. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, so there are the long-range guys out there that probably feel disrespected by all of us that put so much emphasis on bow hunting. But, mm-hmm. again, it's what you enjoy. And the thing yeah. is, like you just said about us older folks or whatever, and I read it, you know, telling where, probably North American hunter or something, but I think most people go through different iterations. Mm-hmm. Like when I started out, I was greedy. I wanted to kill all of them, mm-hmm. you know. and I wanted a big one, but I wanted to kill every one of them. I mm-hmm. couldn't wait on a buck because I had to shoot what come through. Mm-hmm. I could, uh, I probably got more inches of spikes than I do big deer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, uh, but and then, you know, and in Georgia, you could kill two bucks and now I think 10 does or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go through the greedy stage is what I would call it, and then you go through the kind of the trophy stage. And I, for me, you know, the trophy stage remains, you know, mm. but because when I've, like I said, I've had the same place for some time. I would always tell folks, mm-hmm. you can't kill that deer, but these kids and my wife and my daughters can kill these deer, you know, a mediocre deer or what some mm-hmm. people call a cull buck. But, um, and then you go through to not going to kill it unless you mount it. Mm-hmm. And then, but I've gotten to the point now with pretty much everything, but especially where hunting is concerned and fishing, I I want the memory. Mm-hmm. I, a taxidermist loves me because I'll mount mm-hmm. one in a heartbeat because mm-hmm. the memories. And we've actually started um, doing something new. We write the hunt up on a piece of paper and put mm-hmm. it on the back of the mount. So my mm-hmm. grandchildren and their children will be able to relive the hunt. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, know, it's just about the experience and the, and the memory. And, and of course, the bigger the buck, the mm-hmm. better the experience. But but just like Kellen, you know, it used to be when I'd take my nephews and my kids hunting, <laughs> They'd say, I, "They'd say, well, why do you take a gun too?" And I said, "Well, it might be too far for them mm-hmm. to shoot." And they'd say, "Well, how far is too far?" And I said, "Well, it's according to how big the buck is." <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's one. Now, thing. It, and yeah. you know, you just get more and more. And I mean, honestly, it's kind of the same way when you walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You you get the Great Commission is to create disciples throughout mm-hmm. the nations. And Billy spoke about it this morning, but our preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, but. You know, start off with, it's just all about, you know, salvation and going to heaven. And then you kind of, everybody wants to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. It's just, they don't want to do it. They don't want to go right now. You know, yeah. they don't want to give up these worldly things. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we all been there. I yeah, used to think that. I used to think that too. I used to think that I was going to slide up to the pearly gates all skin up and mm-hmm. wide open and rough and dirty. And as long as I made it across that finish line just mm-hmm. in time, then that was a full life but Uh it ain't that's garbage Uh um and then you kind of I have in my walk kind of fall more and more in love with with the father and then of course Jesus which is the trinity with the holy ghost but uh Uh you know you just kind of and that's what we'll talk about in six and seven it's just you go through different iterations and they, they call it maturity but there's young people that are way more mature in their walk with Christ than some old people, you know.
0: There's mm-hmm. plenty of
1: old folks ain't saved. You know? That's
0: right. That's
1: but, right. But anyway, so, yeah, um, I love the bow hunt. And like I said, I had that booner class. I mean, and I guess that kind of – I forgot to do it, but we want to do a little housekeeping on stuff. When I say I killed a booner, I killed mm-hmm. one that scored just over 170. That's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. If he was net, he'd probably be about 160. Yeah. Um, But – I don't care. Ness yeah. is for fishing, you know, but that's uh, um, <laughs> just how I feel about it. But
0: I'm going to say, anyway, man, I was just like, especially that Kentucky deer. I mean, he had so, I mean, his, uh, I just did, I really didn't even care about the score, man. Yeah. I literally, that was like my first mature bow kill. Yeah. And dude, I just literally sat there with that deer for about 30 minutes, dude, yeah. just bawling my eyes out. It was, it was like one of the it was one of the best moments of my life. One of the best moments. So if
1: you could go back to that cornfield where I killed that big deer, mm-hmm. there was literally circles in the snow where I was just walking around giving God the praise. My phone That's wouldn't right. work. I tried to send it to my wife and all that, and I had lost track. I was mm-hmm. so excited and so thankful because oh, yeah. I always pray over my deer mm-hmm. after I take them, but uh, I had honestly hadn't done it yet, and I was trying to send a picture to the wife, and it was getting dark and it was snowing and. And I just and I just fell into just walking circles, giving praise, you know. And I was That's just awesome. like, it was awesome. It was an awesome mm-hmm. experience. And like I told you last week, I had him at sixty nine yards with the bow. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that experience was my greatest at, up to that time. It was the greatest experience I'd ever had. Mm-hmm. I saw the deer at three hundred and fifty yards mm-hmm. with a bunch of does and one hundred and thirty inch deer, and they came all the way across the cornfield to sixty nine yards. And so, just being in the presence of a Booner class or 170 at that time, or any time really, is kind of breathtaking for me. You know, oh, um,
0: man. if I had one, if I had one that was reaching yeah. over 170, I definitely would have. That'd been just, I'd made my trip, honestly. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And I kind of, I can't, this kind of not really off topic, but uh, I actually, for turkey hunting this year, you know, because, you know, we, we, we don't only deer hunt. So, um for all you turkey hunters out there for turkey hunting this year i kind of want to try to use my crossbow i don't know how i'm gonna do it i've been looking up videos i don't know what's the best way to i mean really crossbow is pretty i mean pretty much like a pretty much like a shotgun except for you need to be a little bit more a lot more accurate yeah but um and then eventually obviously try to do compound bow but i know i'm gonna get very very frustrated with that but
1: there's a lot of folks that do it Mm -hmm. i will say this i when i started turkey hunting i said i'm not gonna i was kind of that young guy said i'm killing a turkey with my bow before i ever kill Mm -hmm. my shotgun (laughs) and i hunted a while and i missed a couple and Mm -hmm. couldn't get drawn on a bunch when Mm -hmm. i called them in and then just kind of lost interest in it had Mm -hmm. softball ministry blah 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 and didn't turkey hunt I didn't kill my first turkey till just a few years ago. I was 50 years old, over 50 years old when I killed my first turkey. And, again, mm-hmm. that was in Kansas with my buddies out there. But mm-hmm. um And I killed with a shotgun, too. I still uh, ain't yeah. killing with a bow. But, uh, but I got a lot yeah. of buddies that do it. And then, uh, which, I mean, you know, some of these, like, raised hunting crowd, they don't – they do mostly everything they do is a bow. You mm-hmm. know? and uh And – and they kill a pile of them with their bow, but mm-hmm. they, most of them's on blinds. Most of us in the Midwest. Yeah. If you can get him to come to that decoy, yeah, he can't see you. Then you got him. But mm-hmm. more, like with a crossbow, is a good thing too. That mm-hmm. that uh, you don't have to draw. I that's mean, that's right. the plus of a crossbow. Yeah, that's anything, really the main. That's
0: the only thing I worry about is just howling. Because I mean, yeah. if you draw too quickly, I mean, you you be holding it for a while, and the next thing you know, you're struggling, and you can't make a good shot, and. Um. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up because I. Yeah, because gonna be I turkey actually, season. And yeah, golly, turkey dude. hunters
1: is fanatic. I hate
0: <laughs> I hate February through March so bad because you're waiting on turkey season. Because I have nothing to. Well, I mean, I have a lot to do, have, but no I don't have to hunt. no hobby. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to hunt unless we go squirrel hunt or something. But we don't even have feist, feist or any kind of dogs anymore. So well,
1: if you. Were? Figure out a way to make us enough money. We travel across the world hunting. So.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> trust me, that'd be my first option. I say we, could. you know. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I, trust me, I'd be the same way. But um, but yeah, that so like spiritual weapon wise, you know, we're talking about weapons of choice and looking at it through a hunter's perspective, but just looking at it through a Christian's perspective, um, it just really depends on the person. Everybody has their own gimmick, their own way of getting closer to God. Some people yep. pray a certain way. Some people like to, you know, obviously do different kind of quiet times. Um, some people have different spiritual gifts. So um, mine, you know, mine is every morning I try to w- you know, wake up, you know, read at least one or two chapters of whatever book I'm in. And then I'll literally, a lot of times I'll leave my office door open um, and I'll just literally just you know bow my head and just pray and talk to God like He's my friend. And I'll have a lot of people. Some people, some people come in early and see me in the morning, and then they'll come and you know they're like, oh oh, sorry sorry about that. But that's honestly a good witness witness yeah. point. But um, but that kind of that really helps me. Obviously, you know the the Bible's technically the sword is what you know Paul says Absolutely. it as and that really just helps me get that helps me to start my day off that helps me to get closer to God to understand why 100%. why Jesus did what he did he came down on the earth and died for you know our sins and I'll never I'll never be able to I'll never be able to grasp the love and the mercy and why He did it and how He did it. I mean, obviously, like I believe in Jesus; I, He is my Lord and Savior. But I don't think any of us will ever understand His love until we finally meet Him one day. And I'm ready for you that know, moment. We'll
1: never be able to grasp that mm-hmm. until we
0: get there. But, mm-hmm. And
1: you know, everybody says they, and we, me too. We all got questions, you know, that we want answered. And I think when we get there, they'll just be answered. We don't have to have, we won't exactly. have questions anymore. And, exactly. And, you know, we can say it over and over again, and and it is unfathomable mm-hmm. that somebody would give up their only son, actually create their, you know, the Trinity is, is uh, was simply there for us to have a way to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. We were created in his image, but we were created for him in, in his likeness and to create disciples, to create more disciples. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, that's the purpose of it. And, and, and the thing is is that, you know, if you were to go to any Christian and say, what's your number one weapon? They're going to say prayer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, that you know, whether they honestly mean it or not, to be honest right. with you. But, and that is, but the thing is is they're not, you know, they're just there's not. they don't have to be. You don't have to use one versus the other. We, we use them all. Right? That's right. That's why God gives us. Let's put on the whole armor of God. Mm-hmm. Um, but prayer is fellowship with the Lord. It is, mm-hmm. you know, conversations. It's, it's, uh, it's not just about checking a box. You know, exactly. And, and that does t- they, and they do talk about it in Matthew six and mm-hmm. seven, which is kind of what we're going to cover. Um, in six, it's like. Beware of the people that are fasting, but they mm-hmm. twist up their faces because you're not supposed to know. You're not supposed to tell folks when you fast, you're fasting. Not supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but some people want you to know when they fasting. Yeah. Some people when they pray, you can just tell they just doing it so they look good. It's like a performance or whatever. And 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 the word says beware of them people. Mm-hmm. Not not Jay Murray, but the word says that. So, but and, and the truth of that matter is, and we all have it. Um, If you ever get nervous, and people ask me about being nervous, Michaela asked me the other day, do I get nervous? And I was Mm -hmm. like, not anymore, because I don't care how foolish I look. As long as it's in honor, it's a hymn, you know. Exactly. Um, But if you're worrying about it, if you're worrying about what you look like when you pray or whatever, um, then that's something you need to pray about because we're called not to be that. Because then that's pride goeth before the fall, right? We ain't supposed Mm -hmm. to be prideful about ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, it's hard not to get there. I mean, everybody Mm -hmm. wants to you know, not look foolish, but, mm. um, but yeah. So, I mean, prayer is going to be uh, obviously the m- most effective, I would say. But, mm-hmm. and, and again, you don't, you're not supposed to not know that people do fast just by trying to know when they doing it. And that used, to, I've not been led to fast lately, but that's kind of my favorite. I like to yeah. fast because whenever I, have an inclination to pull over and get something to eat because I'm on the road a lot or it, anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, whatever you're fasting. When you have an inclination to partake in that, mm-hmm. then you pray instead, and that reminds you of mm-hmm. it's time to pray. This is why right. you're doing it, you know, and and yeah, I mean, you know, and people will say, "Oh, you can't do it, you can't do it," but if you're doing it in the right way for the right reasons. I mean, you know, there's diabetics that can't fast things and stuff like that, but God's yeah. going to take care of you for the most part, you know?
0: Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, like, I think we did the fasting uh, through Connection Church. Uh, I think it's been about two yeah, or three the, weeks ago. Days. And, man, it don't even have to be, like, food. Yeah. It's, yep. like, fast whatever you feel like is bringing you uh, down, yes. whatever it may be, whatever the devil may use against you. So me and my wife did social media. Yep. Obviously, obviously, I had to post stuff on you know for the podcast, but other than that, I mean, I found myself yeah
1: because your partner ain't that
0: swift at it. <laughs> yeah, no, she loves. I'm talking it. about she, me, dude. Not uh, her. Uh, uh, I I'm talking about, talking about like her. No, Man, she's very she, swift. Listen, she. Uh, <laughs> you outpulled your she, coverage there. So. Yeah, you ain't kidding. <laughs> she she just like I mean I haven't posted anything in forever, so really it wasn't a problem for me. Yeah. Um, but she she loves posting photos and you know with her friends and with yeah. I mean just all kinds of stuff. I do but, too, to be honest with you. I yeah, mean,
1: I don't I don't I hate negative negativity, mm-hmm. but I love. Of course,
0: I got grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, back to, back to the uh, fasting part. So, yeah, I mean the whole pur- purpose of the fasting is to you know set set what your needs and everything else aside. Whatever it may be, the only thing you really need is God, and you are setting yourself to. I'm not to, I'm looking somewhere. No, you You're setting yourself to get closer to Him, to have that one-on-one time, and to have your main focus on Him. And all the kids uh, from this past weekend, the high schoolers, we we talked about that. We talked about having that faith, mm-hmm. having that, you know, not only like obviously, you know, your faith in Christ but having putting your faith in action. So um, a, lot of them, a lot of them ended up deleting TikTok and deleting all kinds of stuff. I'm <laughs> telling you, dude, I was like, I was actually surprised I did it. But yeah. <clears throat> I mean, just that kind of stuff of putting in, I mean, that's what I think a lot of people have a problem with doing that because they think, and this is just what, I, what my personal, I think, I think a lot of people have a hard time fasting without being prideful about it and, you know, obviously telling everybody in the world and their mama about it. I think a lot of people have a problem with fasting because they don't honestly believe that they're going to get anything out of it. They think that they're just, you know what I mean? And they don't understand that um, God is, he's going to, he's basically wanting you to have that time so that you can get closer to him so that he can talk to his child of god and love them and just have that one on one time.
1: Well, and you said it right there. They don't know or think they're going to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like we were talking about the different iterations of being a hunter. Yep. You go through different things as your relationship with the lord matures, you ain't looking to get nothing out of it. Mm-hmm. It's not about you anymore, right. you know. And again, that was that sermon again this morning mm-hmm. when it's not about you anymore. Nope. Then you know you're becoming more righteous. You're, we're yeah. never going to be righteousness. Our righteousness mm-hmm. is on loan. we righteous, um, but you know it's not about me. It ain't mm-hmm. you know it ain't about what I can get out of it. It's what I can give. What I can give, yeah. not give back. Whether it is give mm-hmm. back, but what I can do to honor That's My right. Savior. Um, and and you know I was looking up the uh, what we had talked about because it was um. You know, I love – I do love to fast, I, like I said, but I only do when I'm led to. You can't just say, oh, I think I'm going to fast this week because that's just a diet. Right. Um, I mean, you can fast. There's intermittent fasts. You can cut weight all you want to, but if you fasting for, for your spiritual walk, that's a whole different thing. And then um, unless you're doing it yeah. – to, And, you know, in the old days – they all fasted, mm-hmm. even the dogs and the cows, they, mm-hmm. even the animals fasted back then. Yep. And they fasted everything. Yep. Um, and, uh, but yeah, and I do like the fast food. Uh, not, I do like fast food, but I like too fast mm-hmm. <laughs> food. Um, but, uh, because it's, you know, it's not, it's not suffering, it's just, for me, it's a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. I can fast a lot of things, even on my willpower. But I'll do whatever the Lord leads me to do. I hope I will. Yeah. Um, but oh, crap. I was trying to look up in uh, in seven when was talking about judging because mm-hmm. you know we talked about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Bow hunters tend to judge. Rifle hunters mm-hmm. tend to judge. You know. I, um... You know. And just like you can kind of relate that to you, walk mm-hmm. And uh. And seven, it says, do not judge or you too will be judged for in the same way you judge others, mm-hmm. you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured to you. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about why do you want to take a speck out of your brother's yeah, eye when you've got a log say, in yours? It I says like, a plank, but yeah. that's, the, um,
0: that's That's that's. I love that verse. He's like, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank? To the plank in your own eye. Exactly. So, and it's like like being on a plane. You know, you want to assist yourself before others. Yeah. And I feel like I mean, really, Billy talked about that this morning as well. I mean, just being being so so jealous and so, you know, I mean, it's kind. I don't know how what's what's the words he put it. He said it's like envy Envy is the opposite of love, right? Yeah and-, and God is love. Mm-hmm. So if you
1: have envy mm-hmm. which is covetous in the in the uh commandments, mm-hmm. um you're the opposite of love, so you can't love God. And be envious of others. Yeah,
0: opposite. Because I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of times, they're like, "Man, I'm a better Christian than he is. Like I've done a lot. You know, I've done a lot more for the kingdom of God than he does." And that's such a wrong, wrong way to look at it, man. That's yeah. If you're looking about it on yourself, if you're looking at it from that point, you you just that thing just did this. It went right over your head because the whole purpose of it is is to serve the kingdom of God to bring people. In, not to really push people out and think you're the king of the hill because you're not jesus is so.
1: well and that's what i say you know the word says our works are filthy rags we can't do nothing that amounts to anything that's in right. in 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 that would earn us any favor mm-hmm. we were given the favor because we accepted christ if you don't if you ain't saved mm-hmm. you don't have god's favor yet Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like Billy said this morning. I, I don't know why he's sucking up to Billy so much. I guess we're gonna bring him on next week, and we can make fun of him. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about
0: to say we are. Br- we are bringing our pastor on the so, next episode. So, but,
1: uh, but you know, if, you can't earn that favor. Mm-hmm. You know, and and we're supposed to serve. And we're built to serve. We were created to serve, mm-hmm. and. And again, that's the only way you're gonna create disciples is to serve one mm-hmm. another. So,
0: and I think uh, really what Matthew does in you know seven is he kind of it's kind of fun because he goes through different things of kind of like do's and don'ts or stuff to help you become Tons a better Christian. Yep. Absolutely. But a lot of it, if you notice it, has has a lot of like in secret, like mm-hmm. do this in secret. Have that one-on-one time with you and God. Like, don't yep. don't go and boast about it, or don't do it in front of other people. Like, have have that connection with you and God, just like buddies and buddies. I mean, mm-hmm. buddy and buddy. I mean, just literally, literally just be. You know, have that uh, have that relationship grow, and honestly, I mean is it just kind of went from one thing to the other and when when you're go when you go out you know from secrecy, you know obviously you know you're doing your day-to-day thing mm-hmm. people are going to see that people yep. are going to see that man this there's something different about this guy there's something you know that gives you a witness point to be able to know you know tell them why why why, Absolutely. Are, why why do I do what I do and I've had a, a bunch of examples of that way and um I can't remember what happened with the uh, – I had a – I don't know if I told us on the podcast yet, but uh, I have basically um, – I'll, I'll just say that for another time. because I'm telling you, dude, my, all good I'm sleep you. deprived right now. I, yeah. can't, I can't really think. But uh, Them
1: youngers kept you up all night.
0: Hey, that was that's, crazy. You ain't a younger
1: no more.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's like I told you – I think I told you this morning, I was like, yeah – Jesus, Jesus left the 99 to go find the one. I, I, most of the night, I was basically leaving the one and going to find the 99 because they all just—I
1: was going to tell you—they they spread out. You, you was like David out there wrestling a bear, wrestling oh, yeah. the bear, trying to keep from falling asleep on them. But yeah, um, no, I was very proud of our youth. They did a lot of serving today and they mm-hmm. uh, took up the offering and all that. So, um, but yeah, back to—I wanted to—the um, judging others, you know. Mm-hmm and we want. i want. i like to speak to everybody i like to That's preach right. hard at men, especially cuz i am one but uh christians are bad to say well the bible says you can't judge but it also says you can ju- judge a tree by its fruit and mm-hmm. you can but they leave out the part where you're going to be judged by the same measure you mm-hmm. judge others now That's every right. crackhead in the country wants to say you can't judge mm-hmm. me and mm-hmm. they're right mm-hmm. you they can't you know mm-hmm. and uh but Every a lot of preachers want to say, but you can you can be a fruit inspector. That's mm-hmm. a, fruit, a little key catch. And and all that's true. But the fact <sighs> of the matter remains that God said you're gonna be judged by the same measure. Mm-hmm. You are a sinner saved by grace and mercy. That's right. You didn't do nothing. You said it a while ago. Some people get to thinking they deserve Jesus more than others, mm-hmm. and they don't. That's right. None of us do. Nope. And. Uh, and you've heard me say that when you was a little boy, and mm-hmm. my kids, we we'll don't never want to get. Remember, we used to go to the Bluff,
0: mm-hmm. a very
1: poor, heroin entrenched neighborhood in Atlanta, and we yep. would go witness to the seven folks. Seven bridges, and, yeah, mm-hmm. and and like we said there, you ain't no better than they are. If mm-hmm. I'd have been born in that neighborhood,
0: I yep. I'm looking
1: over here mm-hmm. at somebody working at McDonald's, making at the time five, six, seven dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. I'm looking over here. At the gangs and the thugs, and they got gold everywhere. They mm-hmm. rich. I ain't gonna pretend like I got the fortitude to go that way. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, does without Jesus, you That's know. Right. So we, you, nobody deserves that, and, mm-hmm. and that goes back to the "Do not judge others" and don't look at the speck in their eyes. You got enough crap in your life. Mm-hmm. You ain't got no business beating people up about theirs.
0: That's now right. love
1: them and create disciples. That's what God called you to do. But mm-hmm. and like we said, I I'll say it again. I've said it. Before, that usually goes back to insecurity.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're trying
1: to highlight that speck in their eyes, to, most of the time it's to hide the plank in your.
0: Exactly. It
1: ain't. It ain't. That's all it is. You trying to cover up your inadequacies, and, mm-hmm. and we all got them. And I think that's the biggest thing you can do to witness to anybody is just be humble enough to admit I'm inadequate in a lot of ways. But especially when people are you know, pinning roses on you and stuff like that, you say, look here, I'm not. That's not being humble. It's like Billy said. If you had to constantly tell people you're humble, Mm
0: -hmm. then you ain't humble. No.
1: But if people are, you know, complimenting you or whatever, especially on stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you you know, that's where you give because without Jesus, without that relationship with the Lord, none of us has got any good to us.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of times – There's a difference between keeping your brother or sister accountable and just absolute judging and gossiping. So I've seen both of those firsthand before, where you'd have one situation where, you know, I'd see my, I'm not talking about me, but, you know, somebody would see basically the person they go to church with, go to youth group with, or whatever, and they see them doing something wrong. Well, they go around telling such and such. Hey, did you hear what such, mm-hmm. you know, such and such did? You know, they just keep on gossiping and spreading around. Yeah, then and they then
1: say, you need to pray for so and so because e- they was out drunk last e- night. Exactly, Come on now. man. You ain't worried about the prayer The program.
0: right <laughs> thing to do, the right thing to do in that situation is just going to them one on one. Yep. Not, no nobody else around. Nobody else around. Just you and them one on one. Tell them what Jesus has been, you know. Reaching out to you about just say hey like I, you know I've, I've seen this just kind of been concerned really just ask them how they're doing with their yep. walk and I'm sure Jesus will you know have it outspoken tell them what they've been struggling with and honestly too be honest with them tell them what you've been struggling with because mm-hmm. we all struggle with something um, yep. you know not we're we're not all perfect but um, <laughs> I got
1: a little short story about that I have I got a buddy Steve Craven just mm-hmm. a, I don't know if you know him but he's mm-hmm. a beast I mean weight lifter, um, softball hall of fame. He's just a beast
0: mm-hmm. and
1: he got saved and he's a saved beast. Now uh-huh. <laughs> um, me and him, you know, we fellowship, we knew each other. And I got saved. He was saved mm-hmm. um, and then, and we lifted weights around one another. And one day, quite some time um, after that, we was in the gym lifting mm-hmm. and he said, Hey Jay, I said, yeah, man. He said, I noticed you learned to cuss again. Back. i said what i say he said oh no big deal he said that he just i just picking at you but he just that way because that's uh-huh. and you know what i did appreciate it i was yeah. like man thank you because all these people's watching you know yeah. me and him was lifting more weight than anybody else mm-hmm. and uh and we both were saved mm-hmm. and witnesses and uh and listen, we we ain't going to get into the legalistic of cussing, John Cuss, Peter Cuss, blah, 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 yeah. blah. But it ain't good for your witness, especially All when right. you're lifting and you the man with about a bunch of others mm-hmm. And uh, he held me accountable in just that loving way. And he mm-hmm. wasn't being ugly. we friends, and I'll never forget it. I ain't forgot it. It's been 10, yeah. 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. That, just do that kind of stuff. Don't Like you said, don't go rat them out. Don't go throw them yeah. under the bus. and
0: Cause that'll that'll make you push people away. Real, I mean, well, it won't only ain't make you doing it for the right reasons. Right, it'll doing. make you push people away, and you're not doing it for the right reasons. You know, that's not what God would want you to do. Right. I mean, let you plant the seed, let God do the rest of the work. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. um, but yeah, uh, we're kind of getting close I was to wondering time. About the time I was... Yeah, we're getting close to the time, so. Um, yeah guys well, We appreciate y'all listening in um, We are going to have uh, Billy Shiver on For episode 5 Which is next podcast And it's going to be a good one We'll be going over Matthew 8 and 9 um, we, we couldn't really get Into everything for uh, Matthew 6 yep. and 7 It's, it's a it's lot worth reading, Oh man, I I Oh man I've read it twice dude. Yeah, I, mean, I, I enjoyed Matthew's it, book, I, read, I, like read it I mean that was really good But We appreciate y'all listening, and we'll uh, see you next time.
1: All right, yeah, we praying for y'all. Y'all keep praying for us. We are going live with uh, Doctor Candace Taylor Thursday the twenty third. I don't know what time yet, but we'll probably go on Facebook and let y'all know. See y'all next time. Mm -hmm.